Oh yeah. Hello everybody, hello! This is Matthew Rayburn, and yes, this is the Matthew Rayburn Show. Welcome to my studio apartment. Yes, I live in Chicago. It's a bright, sunny day. It's, uh, I think, 35 degrees outside, and yes, I have the window cracked because I am very acclimated to the winter time. Are you in a continual state of betterment? Are you having a beautiful day? Are you a positive force for good on this planet? I hope you are, because I am. Oh my goodness, what challenges are you dealing with? What, what are you dealing with today? Are you, are you hopefully you're not being a minion? Maybe, maybe you've been drinking a margarita later with some friends? And, uh, maybe, oh, oh goodness gracious, I think I have some sweet potato fries in the oven. I need to turn the oven off enough, the oven off before I continue the Matthew Rayburn Show. If you are listening to the Matthew Rayburn Show, thank you so much. All the advice given on the Matthew Rayburn Show is for Matthew Rayburn. If you can use any of the advice, heed any of the advice, you know, use it in your daily life. Thank you so much for doing so. But all the advice on the Matthew Rayburn Show is for Matthew Rayburn. Thank you so much for listening. Okay, this is really interesting and really funny. And uh, when it happened, I I had to push pause on the television and rewind it because it was uh, nearly unbelievable. Uh, here's the headline. Charles Barkley jokes about Jesse Smollett allegedly faking a hate crime. Uh, so it, it, it's uh, quite incredible. Um, what's also incredible is how the internet just... All right, have you ever been trying to watch something and escape reality and then you realize you really can't and then common sense just pierces through reality and you just got to face it? Well, I bet that Jesse Smollett, after you know, working on the set of Empire, after he was going through court, and after everyone found out that he was a big phony, he was probably trying to relax and watch some basketball on TNT. Well, Charles Barkley ripped into him Thursday night. Uh, Smollett was officially charged with a felony disorderly conduct Thursday after he allegedly faked his own hate crime and paid the two men posing as white supremacists with a check to attack him. Yeah, so there's an editorial that I'm reading currently. Uh, Barkley couldn't get enough of Smollett's alleged inability to pull off a good hoax. Uh, Quote, America, let me just tell you something. Do not commit crimes with checks. If you're going to break the law, do not write a check. Get cash, man. Uh, Barkley told his TNT audience Thursday night as he tried his darndest to fight back the left. So pretty much he had Shaq and all the other crew laughing so hard. And it pretty much came out of the blue because they were talking about how the Lakers were shooting the ball and how they couldn't make any threes in this particular segment of the game. And then it was almost like, like uh, I mean, it really was hard to even comprehend because you're trying to focus on their, their basketball commentary. And then Charles goes on this tangent of American culture talking about what happened to Jesse Smollett. So I wouldn't, So in a way, uh, it would just be so funny uh, and ironic if you're Jesse Smollett and you're trying to relax and not think about anything else. So you think you're going to be watching a sports program and then they start talking about how you're a big phony and you probably should be in jail. Uh, so that said, that was pretty interesting last night. So uh, yeah, the uh, the Lakers did defeat the, uh, the, the, the Houston Rockets last night. It looks like the Houston Rockets were uh, pretty slighted by that one particular judge. Uh, but I thoroughly enjoyed Charles Barkley. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy Shaq, and I thoroughly enjoy the, the the commentary that they do over there on TNT. But what it proves is, just be yourself. Don't be rude. Just be polite and and and, and, and cordial. But be yourself. Be bold and and never stop being yourself because it'll totally pay off. Because look look I mean, look at those guys having a lot of fun. Then you need to stick to basketball. And then when you know everyone's talking about it the next day all over the internet. So uh, you you go Charles Barkley. You you bring truth, baby. Okay, welcome back to my studio 
apartment. Uh, if you can't hear the noises outside, well, I'm glad. But if you can, I do live in the city, so you can hear the train in the background, as well as there's some construction going on across the hallway. Hopefully, they're improving the quality of the building. But let's get back to the show. Matthew Reverend show. Uh, the NBA proposes changing the age limit for the draft. Thank goodness. Uh, let the phenoms play. You know what I'm saying? Let, let, if, you're, if you're qualified, you know, mentally, physically, and spiritually, then you should be able to play. Okay, seriously. So whatever the sport is, because they let the hockey kids do it. But Matt, have we get through the article, because that's what they want you to do. The NBA has finally begun the process of killing age restrictions on the league. According to a USA Today report Thursday night, the league has a formal proposal to lower the draft age from 19 to 18. According to the same report, the proposals... Uh, is the proposal is the first step in luring the age by 2022. Uh, yeah. And so there's a good thing. Because I want the, I want, if you're qualified to play, if you're able to play, if you're able to entertain me, I am selfish when it comes to this, then yeah, you're more, more than welcome to. Because I mean, like the league knows that they can make money on these kids early, and the, 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 the kids can make money earlier. So it's like a win 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 for everybody. The fans get to see people that are worthy to play, and then the, uh, you know, so who's going to suffer? Well, I guess ESPN might suffer because the ratings won't do as well in college basketball because right now they have college football and college basketball in the palm of their hand. They get to make the schedule and everything like that. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm a pro-capitalist. I'm just saying that when you don't have the best of the best of the best playing, it's not going to be as entertaining. So, I mean, the only reason I'd be watching is to, like, fill time or to, I don't know, watch LSU defeat Auburn or some kind of, like, rivalry or something like that. So, you know, that's the only real way I can see, like, people suffering. So, they see... Uh, if, as we go down the article, uh, we tried uh, one and done era, and I'm not sure any college basketball uh, you know purist loves it. Uh, guys like LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett, and others did not need college to ball in the NBA. So there's great examples of great players that do not need uh, any particular college to go uh, into the pros with their with their sport, with their talent, with their greatness. Uh, I mean, if there's a, a, com- a comedic phenom. Are they are they not allowed to be on SNL at eighteen? I mean, if if that's such a thing, I mean, if somebody's so so good at internet marketing, would it be appropriate for Google to hire them right at eighteen or right at fifteen? I mean, should there be any age restriction? Because if we had some kind of like super genius violinist, we're gonna go send them to Carnegie Hall. Doesn't matter how old they are, from eight to doesn't matter how old they are. Because you want to see the best of the best be the best of the best. Anyways, are you the best of the best? Really. Are you a phenom? Do you know a phenom that, that's been restricted on how they can move and be and live just based on how old they are? I think that they should thrive. I think that they're ready and uh, I guess, you know, parental consent and of all that sorts. But if, if they're ready, then why can't we watch them be themselves? Why can't we watch them thrive? It's a real thing. Matthew Rayburn Show. Word of the day. Minion is the word of the day. Minion is spelled M-I-N-I-O-N. It's a noun. First definition, a servile dependent follower or underling. Second definition, one highly favored idol. Hmm, that's interesting. I wonder if those definitions contradict. And then there's a third definition, a subordinate or petty official. Hmm, one highly favored idol. So can the minion that you look up to also have a bunch of minions? This is fascinating. Uh, The minion comes to us from Middle French and has a somewhat surprising cousin in English. Filet mignon. Huh. 
The two words are connected by way of Middle French mignon, meaning darling. Mignon entered English around 1500 directly from Middle French, whereas filet mignon arrived significantly later by way of a modern French phrase meaning dainty filet. The earliest uses of mignon referred to someone who was a particular favorite or darling or sovereign or other important persona. Okay, so yes, that, that's, wow. So yes, dominion can either be somebody you look up to and or the minions that, or the, the, the underlings, the followers of the minion are also known as minions. Uh, English is a fascinating language. It's, uh, I guess, in this particular case, it can contradict itself. It's a blend of Latin, German, French. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, let's see, let's see some examples of minion. The senior executive has a small platoon of minions to run both personal and business errands for him. Uh, another example. Smartphones make it easier to manage day-to-day -day life. Uh, for, for example, an email uh, to a minion at 11 p.m. to tell him, he must fly to Pittsburgh tomorrow. Hmm. Minion is the word of the day. Once again, it's a noun. M-I-N-I-O-N. Word of the day. National Day. Every day here in America, we celebrate a fun holiday, and today specifically is awesome. Uh, it's National Margarita Day. National Margarita Day is observed annually on February 22nd. Known to be one of the most common tequila-based cocktails served in the United States, the margarita cocktail uh, consists of tequila, triple sec, and lime, and or lemon juice. A key ingredient is freshly squeezed lime juice. In the United States, the most common lime uh, is the thick-skinned Persian lime. Uh, when margaritas are made with lemons, they have a much softer taste. Interesting. I personally love mezcal tequila. Mezcal is when you smoke the agave leaves before you make tequila out of those said leaves. Uh, it makes sense that the salt followed the lime and the tequila to the margarita on the rim of its glass. And it goes through some history here. In 1953, the issue of Esquire magazine uh, was the margarita of the month. And then it gave a recipe, one ounce of tequila, a dash of triple sec, and a splash of lime juice. Uh, it's delicious. Uh, see here, it was also made popular once again uh, by Jimmy Buffett in the 1977 release Margaritaville. Uh, hopefully you're going to be drinking your uh, margaritas without a straw today. Why? Because it's National Skip the Straw Day. For thousands of years, humans have enjoyed slurping a refreshing beverage through a cylindrical tube. On the fourth Friday in February, the coral keepers ask you to consider a different way to sip your drink on National Skip the Straw Day. Now, there's, many, there's probably paper straws out there. Uh, they're, they're, I don't like paper straws. I mean, uh, yes, I use them if, if that's the only thing they have. Um, and yes, I try to recycle the straw that I do use if I use, use a plastic straw. Other than that, uh, there's bamboo straws, there's glass straws, there's stainless steel straws. But these are reusable and you have to clean them, of course. Uh, other ways to observe. So you volunteer to help clean up your local beaches. Uh, plan ahead. Do frequent... Yeah, so it says you can you use a sippy cup. Uh, plan ahead on how to observe National Skip the Straw Day. Uh, speaking of uh, being green-minded, it's National California Day. On February 22nd, National California Day recognizes the Golden State. For more than a century, Spanish missionaries settled California, manifest destiny, and the Mexican-American War would play a vital role in making California a U.S. territory. Under the U Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo, Mexico sold California 
along with its territories north of the Rio Grande for $15 million. And then it goes through a little bit more history. Let's see how to observe. Take a tour around California or like a, you know, like a digital one. You could probably do one Google Maps, you know, how creepy it is. You could probably go down the street and wave to people uh, <laughs> digitally. Uh, join National California Day. Uh, explore the uh, 31st. Oh, yeah. It was our 31st state's history. Uh, peoples and culture. I probably listen to Californication. Uh, maybe some other uh, California-based song from rock and roll, from jazz, from rap, from anything like that. Uh, it's national. So use hashtag National California Day in your social media posts today. Uh, it's also uh, National Cook a Sweet Potato Day. Uh, do you enjoy sweet potatoes? I do. Comment down below. Uh, see here. Uh, it's celebrated in the United States today on February 22nd. Uh, either Central American or South American. Uh, it is thought the Central uh, origin... Now, the center and origin of the domesticated sweet potatoes. It is known that in Central America, sweet potatoes were domesticated. Oh, yeah, probably like domesticated in the sense of that became a wild plant and they would always produce a mass amount of fruit. Uh, at least 5,000 years ago, interesting, Peruvian sweet potatoes remaining dating uh, far back as 8,000 B.C. have been found in South America. Interesting. Uh, they're high in fiber, low in fat, and calories. This root vegetable is a helpful alternative to snack foods uh, when prepared without added butter, sugar, or salt. Unlike other potatoes, sweet potatoes like a uh, long, hot growing season. Uh, this might explain why uh, it is the state vegetable in North Carolina. National Day! Weird News. I love news and I love weird things, and together, Weird News is one of my favorite segments of The Matthew Abram Show. Let's begin. Study of Flat Earth Fans Reveals Surprisingly Familiar Origin Stories. Interesting. An enlightening new study of those who believe in the Flat Earth Theory uncovered a rather remarkable pattern in which nearly everyone said that they became convinced about the conspiracy theory via videos from YouTube. Researchers from the University of Texas reportedly interviewed 30 people who attended one of the two American conferences devoted to the topic held since 2017. The purpose of the project was to determine how these individuals wound up being uh, wound up becoming flat earth fans. Incredibly, a jaw-dropping 29 of the people interviewed revealed that they became advocates of the conspiracy theory after watching videos about it on YouTube. And amazing uh, sorry, and amazingly, the one outlier who also got their insights from presentations from the website uh, was told by family members to go to the website instead of witnessing it on YouTube. According to the researchers, numerous interviewees detailed how they were led to the video via recommendations from the website after watching programs on the con of other conspiracy theories like 9-11 and the moon hoax. An unspecified number of these Flat Earth fans noted that they were initially skeptical about the conspiracy theory but their minds were changed after watching the videos. One specific presentation cited as a particular potent piece of work featured a whopping 200 examples of proof that the Earth is flat. The sheer number of, quote, clues presented across the, an array of different scientific and religious realms the researchers observed made it so that almost anyone watching the video would find something that connected with their belief system and perspective on the world. To their credit, the researchers did not call on YouTube to remove the flat earth content and instead urged scientists to create their own videos which will debunk the conspiracy theory. Um, while 
the proposed tactic sounds promising in theory. One wonders if such presentations can really compete with the more fantastic videos that are already on the website, like the wildly entertaining ones. And then the website that I link to is linking to that particular video. Are you a flat earther? I have met a flat earther before. He was a great guy. He was an open-minded individual that uh, wasn't necessarily easily persuaded. Uh, a but he, his only evidence was that he saw this information on YouTube when, he, when it came to uh, his flat earth theories. He also thought that the fake he, – he also thought that this guy that we enjoy is fake. Uh, but he was a nice guy. I don't know where he is now. But uh, that was weird. Weird news! All right, everybody. I thank you so much for listening to The Matthew Irwin Show. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, I'm, I'm, my name is the same on every single social media platform, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-R-A-B-O-R-N. Uh, you can also follow me on the Periscopes, the, the, the Facebooks, all that kind of stuff. I thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for listening. You should be enjoying a margarita today. Uh, don't drink it with a straw. Uh, yeah, watch some NBA games. It's pretty good action this time of year. Uh, so I thank you so much. And then, you know what? The Flat Earth people, they may be a little crazy, but they're not that crazy. They're still good people. I mean, they would probably hold the door for you and then, you know, probably try to tell you about the Flat Earth. But so once again, I thank you so much for joining me on the Matthew Rayburn Show.